Sporting Classics is brought to you by Winchester, the American legend. Winchester Repeating Arms. Walther, it's your duty to be ready. Right on, see the difference. Negrini Cases, ultra light, ultra strong, the pinnacle of Italian design and technology. StealthCam, proven reliability, proven quality, proven performance. Muddy, serious gear for serious hunters. Cold Steel, anytime, anywhere. Umarex Air Guns, shoot with air. And by Safari Club International, the leader in defending the freedom to hunt and promoting wildlife conservation worldwide. Welcome back to the Sporting Classics Podcast. As always, I'm joined by Chris Dorsey. And Chris, you, you get to travel quite a bit on business trips. Yeah, well, it's a dirty job. Somebody's got to do yeah. it, right? I mean, it's... Uh, God you bless know. you. <laughs> Yeah, traveling these days, though, I tell you what, if you're going to be hunting internationally, it's really basically what are the COVID restrictions? What are, what's sure. the testing protocols? What's the the vaccination requirements and all those kind of deals? So travel these days is not quite what it used to be, obviously. Well, whether it's 2021 or 2018, what's your checklist when you're traveling on a hunting trip? I mean, aside from the usual, got to bring your rifle, got to bring your glass, got to bring your ammo. What do you make sure you never leave home? Well, you know, once once you get past, can you go and, and the restrictions and all that kind of stuff, and then can you get back in? What does it take to get back in? Testing over there, is it within 24 hours? Is it within 48 hours? All those things are such a, a deal in flux. But the good news is there's enough countries now opening up. Um, they're they're putting restrictions in, but you can still go. And if you're willing to put up with that stuff, then then go ahead and do it. And uh, we did a we did a share the impact uh, kind of a deal with uh, Safari Club International. We took, uh, I think it was General Boomer, David Gardner on a quail hunt down in South Georgia to raise money for Safari Club's share of the impact deal to help these outfitters. And and really what's going on right now is a lot of these these international outfits are really struggling. I mean, it's still a a very, very tough market. Are they mm-hmm. going to are they going to survive in Africa, you know, after two or three seasons of very little or no business? And, and what, what I'm most concerned about is, is the opportunity down the road. If, if these people aren't going to survive, you know, don't have, uh, have the ability to, to weather this uh, social and, and giant storm that's out there right now in terms of travel, are we going to have that opportunity down the road? So I'm trying to encourage people, get out there, Go through the the nonsense of of getting your vaccination, get your your testing done if you you feel that's important and and necessary, but go travel. Don't stop traveling. Keep supporting these people. You know, it's a big part of of our lifestyle and what we love to do. And and without us as traveling sportsmen and women, we're not going to have that infrastructure. It's just not going to exist to the degree that it has you know, for the last so many decades. And, and so anyway, getting to what do you want to take once you decide to go, you know, the, the original question. You know, I think when it comes to big game hunting, the mistake people make is that sometimes they take calibers that aren't commonly found. You know, you can, you can go to Africa, you can take a, a wildcat caliber, and then if your luggage gets separated or your, your baggage that has the ammo in it gets separated from your rifle, you got to find that ammo someplace in in Africa, someplace in Europe, or whatever. So, what are the common calibers that you know you can find, you know, that ammo? And you got to be thinking about that. When I go to Africa, I should I take a three seven five almost every time, right? You can take almost everything in Africa with a three seven five. You can almost always find ammo for a three seven five. But if you're if you're taking a wildcat over there, 
or some obscure caliber and and these things happen where your baggage uh, gets separated gets lost and you don't have your ammo then what do you do you're borrowing a rifle at that point that you're not comfortable with that you haven't shot may or may not be on the optics might be okay maybe not so just reduce the variables if you can and, and that starts with taking a caliber that you know you can find ammo in a worst case scenario and then it's really what what gun do you shoot well what's what's the rifle that you're most comfortable with that you can bank on you're going to make that shot 99.9 percent .9 of the time and and you think about you think about some of these hunts international hunts these are expensive trips many of them are very very expensive trips a, a case in point would be the mountain in yala which uh you know costs more than my first home uh to to hunt there's only 20 of them taken in the world now here's the scenario right you're sitting on the side of a mountain in, in the cloud forest of ethiopia your animal steps out two three four hundred yards away if you cut the skin on that animal you bought it you know it's your animal at that point if they don't recover it doesn't matter you've paid you know tens of thousands many tens of thousands of dollars to hunt that animal so you want the right rifle you want the right optics you want to be comfortable in using those you want to know your bullet can do the job but there's a little bit of pressure in that moment you know when you're looking at that beast going i can't afford to do another one of these you know this is it this is my one crack at it you're looking through the crosshairs you're settling your breath that trigger squeeze has got to be a surprise you know when it when it breaks all that stuff is growing through your mind along with don't miss don't miss don't miss for god's sakes don't miss and uh, anyway so that's part of the process when you're planning internationally know that you know you're not going to get multiple cracks at these critters if if you hit one and wound it and don't recover it that's your animal that's your hunt that's the whole experience and i know people that have wounded and lost mountain in yala and paid to do it again and and i just didn't really want to do that i really didn't want to explain to my wife that i had to do it again that was the big deal i can argue either point here are you as far as uh clothing and other kind of gear are you prepared for everything or do you pack light well generally you kind of know what's going on now if you're talking about extreme mountain hunts if you're you're at super high elevation you know it's going to be cold and, and it's almost always cold i mean you could do bow hunts earlier in the season um, our, our buddy Brad Coors just did a fantastic sheep hunt in, in Mongolia, took a spectacular ram. Um, and, and that wasn't that wasn't the extreme cold of some of the late season Marco Polo and, and Ibex hunts where it's cold, snowy, and you're at 15, 16, 17,000 feet, that kind of a deal. But, but you're not going to get it unless you have it, right? I mean, you're in the middle of nowhere in the world. You're not going to you're not going to find a new pair of boots. You're not going to find you know, more clothing, all that kind of stuff. So you really don't have a choice but to pack pretty inclusively. You've got to have stuff. And and I try and bring a little bit of extra stuff just because I know sometimes people, you know, don't get their bags when they're traveling. And, or in my case, it might be a cameraman that didn't have all of his stuff or or lost some of his bags, et cetera. So you want to make sure, you know, you can you can function as a team out there. And, and so bringing some of that is, is helpful too. Now, Negrini is certainly a sponsor of ours, mm -hmm. but we're not just saying this because they give us a little on the side and some free cases. I mean, how has that changed the game? You're not lugging around the big metal square case anymore. No, I mean, it really is a, and I said this to Steve Lamboy and, and uh, Justin and those guys over there, great team. I just said, I mean, this is such a category redefining product. Yeah. I mean, it's not at all like the heavy, bulky 
cases where the buckles break and every one of my metal cases the wheels come off and and they're just clunky and heavy to carry and so when you can when you can take the the small super tough lightweight negrini cases that are stronger than the metal cases anyway i mean it just makes travel that much easier and, and frankly i think it's safer i think most people if they have uh, criminal intent to steal firearms look at those cases they don't even necessarily know that that's a firearm you see a metal case you know damn well what's in that case but but I think there's a security aspect to the Negrinis that that's sort of understated, but important. How about when you're fishing? Do you bring your flies, or do you trust the guide who's going to be there? Yeah, well, I mean, my kid, as you know, is a fanatical fly fisherman. He ties his own flies, and he'll spend hours and hours and hours tying flies. And it's like there is no way he's going to check that that sea run case. That sea run case fits in the overhead above his seat, and <laughs> he just doesn't let it out of his sight. It's it's fun to watch because he's just so into it. It's like, Dad, I can't check this. So there's no way I can check that. He would check the rods, but to your point, he wouldn't check the flies. But he could put them all together in one case, and it fits inside, and then there's no problem taking it on. You know, I've tied a couple flies myself. I'm better off trusting the guide. Yeah. <laughs> What's yeah. in your case? Yeah, yeah, right, exactly. Yeah, tell me tell me the list to buy from Umqua or, or whatever. But uh, yeah, when it comes to tying them, I'll I'll leave it leave it to the pros. Yeah, uh, footwear. Do you break in the stuff ahead of time? I mean, you're always making sure you're not wearing brand new boots. I assume. Yeah, you know, it's funny though. I've I've uh, I've had some Kenetrex that I really like that that were brand new, and I you know took them on hunts and really had no issues whatsoever. Great boots. Um, but but many others out there too. But yeah, generally, if you're going to be doing a lot of climbing and hiking. Um, you want to make sure that they're broken in and, and your feet are, are comfortable in them for a long period of time. If you don't, I mean, again, once you're on the side of a mountain, you don't really have any, any options to get new ones. Sure. You know, and what we always make sure is that you've got a sat phone on you if you're going in remote uh, for you and the crew and the guide. I mean, it's it's a necessity. Yeah, and you've got, you've got in-reach. You've got all sorts of ways to stay in touch now. You can be yeah. texting from just about anywhere in the world. I remember in the early days of sat phones, they looked like laptops. And uh, I was sitting in the McCuddy-Cuddy pans of Botswana, and I was newly married at the time, and, and uh, the lions were just roaring like crazy outside, outside of my tent. And she could hear through this sat phone, this giant laptop sat phone, these lions. I said, yeah, honey, they're getting closer. It was breaking up, it was breaking up. And then the, and then the hyenas started going crazy. It's getting louder, and they're like all around us, and then it cuts off. And that was the end of that. You know, my, my wife was thinking, oh, my God, my, my life insurance policy wasn't enough, you know. But, uh, yeah, it, it's it's funny how good the technology is today compared to what it used to be. Sure. Any uh, medical gear that you'd like to bring with? I mean, I know our camera guys, we've been pretty fortunate as far as the physical injuries. Illness is what tends to get people down. Yeah, I mean, I always have a basic kit. I always have some antibiotics, usually Cipro yeah. when I'm traveling, particularly to Africa. And I usually just leave that in Africa when I'm done. If I, I didn't need it in Africa, they tend to need it more over there than I need it here. And uh, so I try and leave medicines that I take to particularly developing nations. I, I try and leave that stuff over there. But yeah, I mean, it's 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 all those things. It's, it's insurance, you know, travel insurance, making sure you've got medevac insurance if something happens, yeah. particularly in remote areas. Uh, Don Causey, an old friend of mine, used to do the hunting report, um, had, a, had just a horrific story. I think he was in Cameroon or the CAR and he fell out of a machan. I think he was bongo hunting, broke his leg, shattered, you know, bones. And, and it was just like hundreds of thousands of dollars to get him out of out of Africa 
and uh, I don't think he was insured at the time. And then he, of course, became a spokesman for one of the Medifac companies. Um, but but definitely have that. You, you definitely need that. And, and just going back to footwear, one more little secret I'll tell you is uh, when you buy a new pair of boots, if you're doing it just before a trip, make sure you check that it's a right and left boot. So <laughs> I go into Cabela's because my kid and I are going up to Alaska to hunt caribou and he had outgrown his previous boots. Well, of course, I didn't know that until last minute. I said, well, tell me about your boots. Are you all set up? Oh, yeah. Well, actually, Dad, they're, they're too small. Okay. Quick run to Cabela's. We're getting packed up, literally getting ready to go to the plane. <laughs> and he tries on one boot. Of course, fits fine. Great. We'll take them. You know, get out there, check out, and get up to Alaska. And it's, it's two, right. two left boots. And it's like, well, that's just great, you know. As, as fate would have it, the guide actually did have an extra pair of boots his side, size, so it, it worked out, but it was one of those, you've got to be kidding me kind of moments. Yeah, that's a good note uh, for all of us. <laughs> I think right. the most important thing to pack, whether you're on a hunting trip or travel in general, especially in this COVID era that we're in, be flexible and pack the right attitude. Ha have a sense of humor, that's right. Yeah. Pack a sense of humor and, uh, yeah, no, it's uh Don't travel. be the guy in the plane who makes it onto YouTube. Well, and, and quite frankly, even great airlines are having tough experiences. And, and uh, I mean, we yeah. flew. One of the worst trips I've ever had was on Emirates, which is a fantastic airline coming out of out of South Africa with Gerald McCraney, as a matter of fact. We were, we were buffalo hunting in Africa coming back through Joburg and, and this plane got delayed a day after we sat for like seven hours until 1 a.m. And, and, uh, in the airport and finally come back the next day it's delayed again of course we've missed all of our connections and had to rebook hotels everywhere and, and uh, but it was one of those where you go just doesn't matter if even if you're on one of the top airlines in the world which is what Emirates is you know things happen and, and uh, you know but it was still fun. We still, we had extra time in Dubai. Right. I mean, what, what could be what could be bad about that? My kids were doing Uber Eats in Dubai with McDonald's. You know. So anyway, yeah. You were supposed to miss that flight. Right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for joining us. This has been another Sporting Classics podcast. We hope wherever you're going, you have a wonderful trip. The important thing is go. Just go. Enjoy. The world's not going to end because you've got to take a test. Just get out there and enjoy. Absolutely. Thanks, Chris. This has been Sporting Classics TV Podcast, powered by the Ram 1500, built to serve. Follow Sporting Classics with Chris Dorsey on Instagram and Facebook at Sporting Classics TV.